BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. that are more boring than I am, like the Eric Zane Show podcast. And now here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, your host, Eric Zane. Into the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland of Michigan. Uh, as I get started, I see there is already scuttle about my wardrobe. Right as I clicked the camera, I see Sarah Rukruk Roosh says, take two or three bets. He's wearing another plaid shirt. And, oh, well, you're right. I'm pretty predictable, I guess. Three days plaid. Yesterday was not plaid. That was what's known as gingham, I believe. I believe that's what that shirt, the purple one with different with checks on it, different shades of purples, is uh, gingham. Someone also told me I need to throw all the gingham shirts out that nobody wears those anymore. I'm not just going to go throw away my clothes. I have to slowly but surely change my wardrobe. Okay? 
Uh, I think for the last three years, I've worn a hoodie uh, in, in the in the cold months every day, nearly every day. I got one or two crews, you know, but uh, I don't know. I just I don't know. I just decided to change it up with the shirts. The guys get shirts. Remember that one, Paul Anka? You're like, no, I don't remember. I don't remember. Different beanie, same shirt. You know you've made it big when they're assessing your wardrobe. And uh, I tell you what, you see this hat on my head? It says Michigan National Guard. So uh, this all stems from a meeting like two weeks ago. Well, it was more like just a, I, I stumbled upon uh, two young gentlemen at the uh, Grand Rapids Gold get-together to show off the new jersey and introduce the uh, season ticket holders and the sponsors of the basketball team to um, to the coaches and things like that. And if you remember, I discussed with you that I interacted with a couple of uh, gentlemen from the Michigan Army National Guard. One of the two was the is the nephew of my college roommate, Herdy. Oh my God, small world, Jesus! When I when I first met your uh, your uncle, you were probably like two years old, for God's sake! Yeah, crazy. I'll bet you he even talked about you. He probably loves you so much. Oh, that's it. Now look at you. You're big as a house. You're serving the country. This is awesome. Uh, nice to meet you guys. All right, let's sit down and have a good time. Uh, then at about that time, they gave me a coffee mug, which is right here. Uh, and in the coffee mug was this hat, this hat, and like a couple of pens and the thing you put your key, church keys. I go, well, this is awesome. This is like, so this is stuff I use every single day, every single day. Uh, and then so uh, while that meeting was wrapping up, uh, I, I go, so what do you guys do? Because they uh, I'm always looking for like different avenues to uh, get with uh people that want to promote or market or anything and uh so i go so how does it work for you guys well we uh you know we um with the drive we'll be at the basketball games and have a table and if any young people are interested we've got information and i go oh yeah i've seen you guys you know you set up the pull-up bar or whatever it is or you know uh dude somehow trying to because their job these two uh gentlemen uh, Sergeant Devaney and Sergeant James is to get young women and men to want to join the Michigan National Guard. That's their job. So I'm like, well, okay, well, you you should, uh, we should have a meeting. I should send you some information about what I do. Maybe this will work for you. They go, ah, maybe. So I said, like, can I can I send you an email? Yes. That's a lead. That's gold for people like me. Because at that point, the ice is broken. You've already established dialogue. It's huge. But you can't be like a bull in a china shop. You got to finesse that shit. You can't just, you know. Uh, hardest thing in the world to do is a cold call. Because they're not interested in you in any way. Well, I was fortunate because Sergeant James, the connection to Hurdy, and he listened to the old show. So the next day, I'm wearing this hat, Michigan National Guard. And I kind of um, 
kind of half and did it. I kind of half did it intentionally in the off chance that they'd be watching. Well, they were. <laughs> they were. And in that time, I was telling the a longer version of this story. And then um, somebody on the chat said, you should tell the story about the time you interacted with a recruiter when you were in high school. This is the major pussy story. Excuse me. So, um, I would not have remembered that had one of you not said that. Okay, so I did tell that story. Now, when I met with these two gentlemen yesterday, they're telling me that they they did look, they, they did see me wearing the guard hat, and then before I got to the point where... Uh, before I got to the point where I was like ready to tell the story about major pussy, Sergeant James said to Sergeant Devaney, man, I hope he's triggered a memory in his brain to tell that story about major pussy. And then I, it was like the universe all came together there because I had no intention of telling that story. You guys reminded me of it. And then they, he, uh, James was hoping I'd tell it so that Devaney could hear it, who had never heard it before. And so then it happened. <laughs> so that was awesome. Devaney's not from this area. He's from a different part of the country, so he didn't have any idea who I am. Uh, and, and James does. So uh, I sent them an email with, okay, this is who listens to the show. This is what I do. This is how it works. And then they, they go, all right, that, that's kind of cool. I, I think maybe there might be something. There's a lot of very specific things that have to happen. Michigan National Guard is, uh, it's not like having Ronnie's Hamburger Shack market on the show. There's specific protocols and things that have to take place because they have rules. So I go, all right. So I, I go there yesterday and I go to the armory. Now, I've driven by this place one million times and I have, uh, I've, I've got questions. I'm like, this is the place that always has like the tank out front. And they do. They have two tanks out front. So I'm really uh, interested in, in uh, various things in a, from a military standpoint, just from a civilian standpoint, I should say. Uh, you know, as, as it goes, <clears throat> excuse me, the Michigan National Guard, their range where they blow shit up is butted up directly next to my property up north. And we've talked about that. I hear the, the planes are going over, and then the bombs are going off and just shit's going down. These guys are practicing so that in the event of something going down, they're ready. Okay. So that's cool too. I pull up and uh, this building looks like a school. It looks like it used to be a school. It's the armory. Like, what the fuck goes on here? And I guess in a nutshell, like if, these uh, members of the Michigan National Guard are needed. They're called. They go to the armory. They kind of, uh, it's like the meeting place. And then, uh, I guess, uh, dispatched, for lack of a better term, to whatever the task is at hand. Okay? It's like a locker room where you change into your army gear. So, my first question is, do those tanks operate? Are they actually in working order? 
And these two are like, well, the guy to ask is this dude over here. They're going, hey, how's it going? I go, hey, those tank. He goes, yep, I moved them. I go, are you kidding me? What? You mean you could actually get those started? And he goes, yeah. I go, well, what, what era are they from? They're from the 1960s. So, okay, if this works out like the way I think it's going to work out, I need to go inside. I need to do a tour of a, of a 1960s era tank. Um, I'm just super interested in all of this stuff. So then, uh, you know, I have this meeting with them. And um, like I said, there's a, there, there's a few th- things you have to be careful of when it comes to uh, what these gentlemen do. So they're like, well, here's what we can do. Here's what we can't do. Can we kind of like pick and choose what we want to do? And then you, we can do it that way. I go, well, of course you can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, the, the beauty of the podcast is I have zero things that hinder me from uh, being um, malleable, I guess is the term to what a person would want to market. So if, you wanted to shoot some fun videos or you wanted your logo over everything or you wanted me to talk about you on Facebook or you guys wanted to be on the show. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want. And so that was all good for them. So that was extremely cool. And I was just uh, really, really impressed with the entire operation. And I go, so did this used to be a school? No. I go, what? I mean, it looks like a school. Except, you know, there's like a lot of there's high security uh, in the in the facility, uh, on the outside of it and on the inside of it. So they kind of gave me the tour and uh, yeah, it was cool. It was just a good setup. The uh, uh, Michigan Army National Guard. So with a little luck, fingers crossed, we'll be uh, working together. So I was that was, that was part of my day yesterday. I'm uh, just so glad uh, that... Uh, uh, I'm able to do this each and every day for now what is nearly three years. And uh, thanks to you, the audience, for being part of it. The Twitch stream where the show is live is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Thank you so much, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. I think I have a car over there right now. I'm going to battle with my daughter. She's like, take my car over there. I go, eh, eh, eh. It's mine. You can use it. Go get the oil changed, which is what I told you to do 3,000 miles ago, for God's sake. Jeez. Uh, Amanda says, is that where they have the Gus Macker tournament at the Armory? I don't know. They used to do, like, the Golden Gloves there, I was told. Uh, So I'm not sure. 44th and Clyde Parkish. That is where it is. That's exactly where it is. All right. Um, in addition, if you want to follow things on my show, uh, on a social media standpoint, I encourage you to go to facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. That's also brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. The live stream used to be there. I got too tired of uh, uh, getting banned. And actually, I haven't gotten banned since September 12th. We are uh, more than two months. We're two months, four days since the last incident on Facebook. Follow me, please, on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. 
I would love it if uh, if you would do that. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. And they can be for you, too. And then I'm on YouTube as well, the almighty YouTube. Please follow me. Just search Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification. Thumbs up on any videos, please. These are all uh, very easy things you can do to support the show and that cost you nothing. They cost you nothing. Oh my God. That's awesome. And, uh, that is brought to you by Frank fuss, my policy shop insurance Buy insurancehere.com. Stand by. I need a drink of water. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. If you are on Twitch, if you see me right now on Twitch, please hit the follow button. Follow the show. That way, when I go live, you will know. I'm here Monday through Friday, sometimes more. I see Shane just subscribe. Thank you, Shane. That's different than follow, okay? If you are subscribed, and there's one of two ways you can do it, or there is two ways you can do it, what that allows you to do uh, is you will uh, bypass any ads during the podcast. Beforehand, Amazon throws one up before we get started. But if you are subscribed, uh, you avoid anything during the podcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, you get one subscription per month for free. So link up your Amazon Prime account with Eric Zane Live on Twitch. There's a, on my uh, Twitch channel, uh, twitch.com or twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. You can click where it says uh, Prime, Amazon, link, the big red button, click on that. Or if you don't have an Amazon Prime account, uh, it's a five, it's five bucks and you can, uh, you can skip all the ads. And uh, when you, the, the best way is with Prime though. I mean, who doesn't have, a, have an Amazon Prime account? If you don't, I'm, I'm sorry because it's really worth it. It really, really is. Um, it's uh, just fantastic. In fact, I needed some new light bulbs for this special light setup I have above me. And uh, clicky, clicky, it'll be here today. It's awesome. Okay. Three ways to do it. Eric Zane, subscribe through your Prime account, pay for it yourself, or have a Zaniac pay if you ask nicely, says Patriot Nick. Patriot Nick has decided to take it upon himself to encourage people to be subscribed by paying. It seems like he's been paying for people's first month out of his own pocket in hopes that when that month ends, you will then pick up the ball and run with it on your own if you don't have Amazon Prime. And that might be one of the sweetest things I've ever seen because he's doing it out of his own pocket. And the, it's like the guy's got, you know, his own bills to pay. Stop it. Just quit it. What are you doing, man? Oh, geez. That is, uh, that's spectacular. I, I, I'm uh, really... Um, Honored to have that. So that is uh, very, very kind of you to, to offer that to people, I guess. You, you don't have to do that, my friend. Jeez. Holy cow. What have I? How? I haven't been behaved well enough to get such a, uh, a nice uh, a, a thing being delivered like that. I mean, that, or, or, I mean, seriously, that, I don't deserve that. You are absolutely spectacular. Okay. 
Know that when I attack you on this show, if you are in the live stream and I see a comment, uh, I'm not mad. I'm just blow. I'm just being an idiot. That's my job. So uh, if you get offended by anything of me attacking you, it's uh, it's probably your fault because I don't mean it. All right, I do not mean it. I don't know why. Sometimes I have to go back and say that. Uh, uh, lately, I've had some sensitive souls that have been a little bit affected uh, by me, and it's like, uh, okay, maybe maybe you need to sit a few plays out. I don't know. Uh, Dear Meathead has been moved uh, for this week. Uh, normally, we do it on Wednesday. Uh, I'm moving it to Friday this week. I cannot do it tomorrow because at about the same time that Dear Meathead would be happening, which is 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be ending the show tomorrow. I'm starting one hour early. What normally is an 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time start will be 7 a.m. for Wednesday. Happens one day a year, maybe two, because the basketball team, I think, does a matinee as well. But the sports teams that I work for, the minor league sports uh, uh, organizations, the Grand Rapids Gold and the Grand Rapids Griffins, they usually do one matinee game a year. So the puck drops at the rink at 11 a.m. Uh, tomorrow. So uh, that means I have to be done a little early here on the show, I think. Let me let me put, do the math because if I were to be done at my normal time of 10 a.m., yeah, that's not going to work. That is just not going to work. I need to be leaving the house here at uh, 9.20. 925 somewhere around there and then uh usually i get to the rink hang out and then walk onto the ice that would be at 10 30 eh, about 10 20 a.m i'll walk out onto the ice players come out for warm-ups at 10 30 a.m drop the puck a little bit after 11 a.m so uh just so you know if you're like wait it's if you log on at eight o'clock on twitch and i'm halfway through this show like what the fuck happened I, that's what happened Hang on. Super thirsty today. Stand by. Okay. Day number uh, five, six, seven. Yesterday was eight. Day number nine of not eating like an asshole. A couple of slips yesterday. Uh, just to be honest with you, I just, I just want to get out in front of this. I ate uh, the quarter cup of sunflower seeds. Done. No one bought mandarin oranges, so I didn't have any an or- orange. That was a bummer. Half a cup of oatmeal. Like the, the good kind. Not like uh, the stuff with all the sugar in it. It's just oats. Uh, not the quick oats. Real steel cut oats. Okay, not processed. Well, kind of processed. No sugar, nothing, just the oats. Salad. Uh, another salad. Two chicken breasts. With the ranch and the sweet baby rays. Small, maybe one inch by one inch. This is where it gets wonky. One inch by one inch brownie. 
two pieces of white bread with butter on them with the chicken breasts. Uh, two pickles. <laughs> Those Clausen ones that they keep cold. Oh, God. There's, there's no calories in a pickle. Come on now. Ten M&Ms. That's the, the, the brownies and the M&Ms. That's it. That, to me, is a gateway day. If I... Okay. After the M&Ms, I'm going to look at those M&Ms today and say, well, I ate them yesterday. I can eat it today. So today's, today's uh, if I can shut it all down and get back to a day where there's, there's nothing like that, that, that's a good thing. So this is all in an effort to just not eat like an asshole. If somebody says to me, Eric, what type of diet are you on right now? It's like, I'm just trying to not eat like a cock. Just trying not to be stupid. The key is to have the food ready in the fridge. Um, I have not graduated actually making my own salads. I have to buy these ones in a bag because of the convenience. I actually am willing to pay for the convenience. Cut open bag, dump in, eat. If I have to sit there and choppy, choppy and stupid, stupid, I'm just, it's, it's a process that I don't have time to do. I'd much rather do it this way. Okay. The chicken breasts, uh, that's been a regular thing. Uh, they are pan fried in a bit of vegetable oil. So the preparation, it's not like they're baked. It isn't 100% foolproof. Uh, and I season the hell out of them. This is far from perfect. Okay. This is not ultra uh, uh, healthy. There are some real flaws with what I'm doing. Okay. However, it's better than what I was doing. Much better. There, I have a full uh, a, a spot in my pantry full of Mike Ball's Little Debbie snacks. This guy wants me to become diabetic. Holy shit. Look at this. This is my motivation. This trophy that calls me a loser that he gave me. How embarrassing is this? If you can't... Look, I'm a big proponent of ridicule to motivate someone. I was given a trophy with a piece of shit on top of it that calls me a loser. I'm a loser with, with shit. Happy retirement from running. Holy shit. So I am all about ridicule. That's why I do it to you fat fucks. If I'm going to be ridiculed and be called a piece of shit and be given a trophy, you're going to get it too. Uh, the Duchess says, donate the snacks to the kid's pantry. Uh, even better, I'll donate them to my daughter. At college, just take all this shit. I don't want it. Uh, she, she visited the house not too long ago and she actually did those. She actually, uh, she, she uh, don't, got a bunch of snacks and Dana goes, what are you doing? She goes, I don't have any snacks at home. Back at the, and Dana says, well, 
I'll get you snacks. So um, you guys sitting there saying, yeah, donate them to a kid's pantry. Uh, no, no, uh, my, they, they don't need that. My kids need that. So, <laughs> so I'm giving it to them. Okay. Uh, the great food giveaway is going down. No, I haven't done a single thing since the last time we spoke. But uh, Josh from my local Meyer is working hard. Uh, though there are supply chain issues, uh, I, I, I am seeing that um, I think we're going to be okay. He has some of the stuff already. He contacted the office about the hams and the pies, said he will get back to you, me, on Wednesday, probably has the next day or two off. Prices will definitely be up this year, so we will have to raise more cash. I know this group, when it comes to helping people out, that won't be a problem. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we, we will meet. I've uh, my The work, I have a couple things I have to do. I have to reach out to the Grand Rapids Pit Bull Alliance, and they don't help just pit bulls. Uh, the dogs that are uh, looking for placement, things like that. Uh, they, they'll help anybody with a, with food giveaways for those underprivileged. And you're going to love this event, man, because we all get together. Megan from Irvine sets out coffee and hot, uh, hot chocolate. We're in their parking lot doing our thing. It's uh, usually uh, just a, a fun event. People are lined up on the street. And then uh, we we put all the food into their cars. And then uh, Santa Pellerito and Sarah screams at people on 44th Street, turn down here, turn down here, free food. And then, I mean, and uh, most of the people that we gave food away to last year didn't hear about it on the podcast. They just were starving and they turned down the street because they saw a sign that said free food. Hang on. Super thirsty today. Hang on. All right. Um, okay. Where did I want to go next? Speaking of uh, the whole eating thing and getting in shape, I went back to the YMCA yesterday. So this is the reconstruction of Eric. Try not to eat like an asshole. And then, okay, this is going to sound ridiculous, but there is a system in place. I get on a treadmill last week, and I put it at two miles an hour. That's when I was walking, and Team Knuckle Dragger shot video of me. Every minute, I increase the speed by two-tenths of a mile per hour. So after one minute, it goes up to 2.2. After two minutes, it goes up to 2.4. Every minute it goes up until I hit 20 minutes. And that was, uh, oh, I don't know. I think my final minute was uh, 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 5.8 miles an hour. And then I ended at six after 20 minutes. So I start walking and end up jogging. That, that is not fast. That's a very slow pace. Okay, 20 minutes in the books. Stopped it. I'm going to build this from the ground up, okay? The next day, I did 21 minutes. And I've been doing that. 
yesterday, because I missed a couple of days, was 24 minutes. So today, God willing, I'll be up to 25 minutes. All right. So I end up uh, running a little bit faster each day and for just a little bit longer. I'm slowly getting all of those little uh, uh, joints and uh, tendons and ligaments getting used to moving like this. I have ripped it down to the studs and I'm slowly trying to build this so that it doesn't hurt. I don't get burnt out. Nothing. I've got nothing but time. That's it. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Something else that I'm stoked about. Okay. I started bench pressing like uh, that embarrassing weight I talked to you about. I think I started at 65 pounds when I started like uh, bench pressing. And I know some of you are like, oh, well, and I, and I lift all the time. I, I'll do like my, like, yes, uh, some days it's my back and my biceps. Other days it's, uh, it's my legs and, uh, and, and uh, maybe, my, uh, maybe my shoulders or something like that. Yeah, in fact, that's how it works. It goes legs and shoulders, back and uh, biceps, chest and triceps. With every other day, my core slash abdomen. Okay? So then, when I would start on the bench, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It's The bar is 45 pounds plus a 10-pound plate on each side. That's starting at 65 pounds. And I do seven sets, 15 reps, a little bit more weight, five pounds more. So then the next set is 70 pounds, 12 reps. The next set is 75 pounds, 10 reps, 80 pounds, 8 reps, 85 pounds, 6, 90 pounds, 4, 95, 2. That was my first day. Yesterday, uh, I started, wait a minute. At 90 pounds, 15 times, 95 pounds, 12, 100, 10, 105. And I did this. I actually did this. 8, 110, 6, 115, 4, 120, two times. Boy, that was hard. And then I even did another set uh, at 125, two times. The next time I do chest and triceps, I'm starting. Everything goes up five pounds. So now I don't know if it's going to work where every single time I do this, I can go up five pounds. But if it can, that means in 16 weeks, I can bench press 200 pounds. Who thinks I can do that? Okay. I'm going to keep doing this until I see how strong I can get. Well, all I know is this. I started at 65 pounds. And now I'm starting at 90 pounds. There's no way I could have done yesterday's workout at the time when I started the 65. And I'm, I don't feel soreness at all. I feel good. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, Papa Battles just got a sub from Patriot Nick. Dude, you are great. Welcome, Papa Battles. I don't know who most of you are on Twitch. I know Patriot Nick is Nick. I know Duchess of NJ is Kate. I know Antelope Rider is Aram. Red Wizards Ate My Baby is Adam. I guess I do know a lot of you guys. M.E. Kulka. Kulka. 04 is Melissa. Kyle Ryan is Kyle, obviously. Who else is here? Sarah Rukrak Roosh is too sassy sissy. Public nuisance is Corey. So I guess I do know most of you in here, but PRBY Amanda is Amanda. Kent drop E at you is Kent. Hey, guess what? I am in contact with your boss. We I know I we might be able to make this work. Tell your dog is aid high don't know who you are pr stands for pure romance for amanda all right enough of this i could get lost in the chat so easily we have a ton of things to get to today let's get into okay uh speaking of jim i gotta tell you about this guy at the gym there's a dude at the gym that i've noticed who is always ultra pissed and he's always kind of like a raging lunatic guy who is just looking for someone to bitch at and he he reminds me of um if you've ever seen uh what is that clint eastwood film where he uh he's a bigot and uh He's on his porch and he, the, all the Vietnamese kids, uh, it's named after a car. He's got a, a car, like a El, it's El Camino. The movie is called El Camino, Clint Eastwood and El Camino. And, uh, so he's on the porch and screaming at all the neighborhood kids. He's loud and obnoxious and it don't touch my El Camino. And then he makes friends with one of the Vietnamese kids. He even says like all these horrible words, uh, that rhymes with kook and, uh, Gran Torino. Oh no. <laughs> well, what's El Camino? Why do I, what does that ring a bell too? Oh shit, El Camino! <laughs> El Camino's the Jesse Pinkman movie, the the Breaking Bad spinoff. Fuck me, shit, fuck, damn it! Boomer Bob, LOL, Ford Ranchero, shut up. Okay, Grand Torino. You know what I meant. <laughs> fuck. Patriot Nick says, it's always great watching Eric fuck something up so bad. This needs to be a Zoom drinking game. Zane can't remember names, shows, events, and audience yells out correct answers. Shit! <sighs> Dean is in the house. Herbie the love bug. The fuck? Thank you, Nick. Nick just <laughs> bought another subscription for Oversoul72. He's given 38 gift subscriptions in the channel. Okay, for all of you that have gotten a Patriot Nick gift subscription, 
He's not doing that every month. There's no way. Do not do that. That would be sweet if you did too. Probably your best bet is to get an Amazon Prime account and connect it. It's the best of everything. God. Okay. Anyway, uh, this guy at the gym is, is, uh, isn't that old. But wow, what a, he is such an anger ball. He's constantly ranting and raving like, like that. And um, you ever like see somebody from a distance and you know, they're ranting and raving, but you, even though you cannot hear what they're saying, that's what this guy does. He's constantly like his hands are in motion and you can tell he's just bitching. And uh, so this is, and I, I've actually been with an earshot of this guy and he's super political. Everything, every conversation you could ask this guy about any topic and uh just like godwin's law always goes back to hitler this guy's law is it always is politics and it's always uh the left sucks shit and the right is and and huge conspiracy theorists like like alex jones level who we're gonna talk about him in a minute uh <laughs> wings guy 71 says dirk goes to your gym so, okay, he is at it again. And anyone who he talks to, oh, my God, they are just cornered. And this one dude in particular, he's an older gentleman, really beloved, who's just sitting there on the uh, recumbent uh, uh, thing. This is the one where you sit and your legs are out and your feet are, you can see your feet in front of you pedaling away. You know, old, older dude, you know, just sitting there. And he's just kind of doing the old uh, bike deal. And this guy is just unloading all of his all of his gripes and complaints and i think this dude is under the impression that people give a shit about him and i'm i'm looking at him and i'm like fuck this is kind of like uh in what some people think about me uh okay and and this dude is just going on it on it on it and i can hear and the Democrats, and he's just he's just letting it fly. It's like, who the fuck does that? And he's just crushing it, and he's, he's going for it. And then I, I uh, the dude, the older guy who's, you know, on the receiving end of all this shit, he's just way too polite. He's the sweetest guy in the world. And I think that this asshole dude, I think he kind of picks and chooses who he wants to unload upon. Now, I've never spoken a word to this guy, and I never will. But you know what he wants to do is he wants new people in his uh, grouping of people that he can bitch at so that he can, you know, and it's like, I guess he considers him friends or something like that or people he can kind of bully. And uh, I, I'm just putting my brain through the uh, um, uh, uh, the idea of if this guy would ever approach me and start going down this road, how would I handle that? And I, I think that I would just kind of sit there and look at him and not speak. Well, let's say I was getting changed in the locker room. And so this guy would be sitting there bitching and talking about how much he hates Biden and how much he hates mass and the usual uh, nonsense that uh, the idiots like this uh, spew. And uh, just I would find great satisfaction with the moment when I, I'm done getting ready and dressed and I close the locker and go, see you later and just walk out mid sentence on the guy and hoping the message, but I don't think the dude would ever uh, approach me because we've never broken the ice. So I guess my point is I will never ever say hello to this guy for fear of opening the door, even just to crack 
for some type of uh, him getting the idea that I'm interested in this crazy shit that he wants to spew out to the world. I'm like, what a fucking maniac. This guy must be friendless. Friendless and alone. Please, please, baby Jesus, don't let it be. I mean, you know there's a long string of estrangement when he leaves the Y and he just goes there. God pray for him uh, that he, he, you know, can maybe get it right for God's sake. Jesus. So this, I mean, I I make eye contact with dude. I don't want to say his name who's on the bike. I make eye contact with him and he makes eye contact with me and he's got the look of a hostage. Okay. He's like, help me, help me. So I go, okay, uh, maybe I can do something here. So I go walking up and I'm just going to say, uh, his name is Stan. And I come walking up. I go, Hey Stan, how are you? And I look right at him like that, that type of hoping to get this guy off of his game a little bit. The dude who's holding my pals, uh, my pal Stan captive and Stan's like, hi Eric. Good to see you too. And I look at him and I raise an eyebrow like, uh, you know, uh, uh, hold your uh, fist up and, and and grab your palm. Isn't that what the TikTok kids are showing you? If you hold your if you hold your fist up like this, that means help me. I'm about to be raped. I'm looking at his hand for that. Did you know that? By the way, that's a thing. I may not know what the name of the movie that uh, fucking Clint Eastwood was in. I almost forgot his name, but I do know that if uh, you're like in a car and you've been kidnapped and you you put your thumb. Uh, across your hand and then your fingers go over it that means help me this guy's got rape on his mind okay that's actually a thing i think there was a news story where some kid did that some kid did that and then the raper was driving the kid around and somebody saw that and said hey uh there's a kid in this car i'm following it called 911 and uh, she just gave me the international sign for i'm about to get raped and we got to get her and it worked that's exactly what happened so know that you got to tell your kids that, or you got to know that, that, uh, I mean, some of you, I, I mean, I imagine Dean will probably just drive around holding his hand like that, hoping that people will, you know, him, but, uh, that's actually a thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know what my problem is today. Uh, assault. Gabby did that. To show the police she was in danger. Nothing was done for her. Oh, that one didn't work. Maybe they maybe they don't know at the cop shop. Hmm. Uh I didn't hear about that one. But anyway, so I make that eye contact with old Stan there. And Stan has his look, and uh, and this guy, he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop at all. Okay, he just keeps barreling through and the Democrats and he's pointing to the TVs. There's a there's a bank of TVs on the wall and whatever. It's like, uh, you know, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is on one and then Biden is on the other. And that's all this guy needs to see. He goes, and this guy right here. And he's like, he's like he's, this guy needs a camera on him. He needs to be on Glenn Beck's neck, uh, network or, or, or calling in. Uh, to Justin Barclay's show from iHeart. Are you aware of Justin Barclay? Oh, boy. Okay, now, him and I have the same employer. He works for iHeart. He's in West Michigan. He used to be known as Puddin' on the radio when he was on SNX, okay? He was a top 40 DJ. Nice enough guy. He just 
Crazy. Uh, then he went and uh, he went ahead and uh, hold on a second. Now I get it. Gabby and Brian, the van couple. Uh, yes, she tried that. You're right. Okay. Yeah, they didn't know it. They didn't know. All right. Hang on. So anyway, Justin, uh, he's doing his thing. His top 40 DJ goes to another market. Doesn't work out. Comes back. He gets starts working. He's changed his tune. He's going from being uh, a, a silly DJ to a uh, a um, kind of like a, uh, hey, welcome to the Justin show. And I'm going to talk to the, the so-and-so from the Chamber of Commerce today. And uh, so-and-so from... Uh, the wine and uh, food festival going to be in town. Uh, tell us about your event. He's doing that on the radio for like one hour a day. Okay, great. Well, then he figures out, Justin figures out that he can really maximize his audience by making a hard right turn and turning into uh, like, you know, uh, any insert any right wing talk show host here. So, he hits all the points. All of you crazy fucks that love this shit, you're going to love this guy. Now, he's a lunatic. Nice guy, but batshit crazy. Who, uh, you guys would love that. You would love this crazy shit that he talks about because, you know, he's talking to um, uh, Garrett Saldano like he's like the greatest thing ever. Dean, if your uh, if your sister becomes a right wing kook, she would be on this show. So I'm, you know, his show starts when, uh, well, hell, it's starting very soon. So you don't want to leave me, but just know that you can listen to his podcast. Uh, it's on the iHeart app. Uh, I I think it's the worst thing in the, on the entire planet. I was actually on his show. I was actually on his show two years ago. I helped with the um, turkey drop. When you guys all gave me those, uh, gave me all that money to buy turkeys for people, I was on his show. That was before he became uh, a, a fucking fanatic. But this guy is crazy. Holy fuck, is he a nut? Anyway, that's what this dude at the gym reminded me of. So um, he probably listens to him. And Justin is hugely popular now because we've got a massive conservative crowd where I live. Now, I'm the farthest thing from that. I mean, I guess I am in some regards, but not really. You know, you don't, nobody has me labeled as anything. I am not left. I am not right. I am not, um, uh, independent. Well, no, I guess I am independent, but, uh, what's the other one? I keep forgetting the libertarian libertarian. Oh, they're the worst. We, we go for the best of the both worlds. We can do two things at once. We're the libertarian. You're the worst. Oh my God. Oh, I hate the libertarians. So anyway, um, I'm sitting there working on my core and I'm talking with Jim, another dude there and Stan comes in and I go, Hey, Stan, you're a patient man. I give you credit. And he just looks at me uneasily. Like he's shell shocked. Like he's never going to be the same. Jim there doesn't know what I'm talking about. And he looks at me funny. He goes, are you talking about so-and-so? I go, loudmouth guy talking about everything under the sun, right wing kook. He goes, yeah, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's a maniac. I go, yeah, poor Stan here 
had to, uh, his recumbent bike workout was fucking blitzkrieg by this piece of shit. My God. Holy cow. All right. So that was my day yesterday. You can't go anywhere because in a second, I got to go tinkle. But my God, so much more to talk about in this show. Let me just tell you, first of all, that the Patreon happens when this show ends. So I, I wrap it all up on Twitch. I post the audio podcast of all of this. And then I go over to Patreon and it continues for another 30 or 40 right in that ballpark. So about two hours here a day, about 30 or 40 there, sometimes more, sometimes less on both of these. But the Patreon is a wonderful accompaniment for the free podcast and it allows it it's a little bit more in depth on some of the things that i can't talk about because it's behind a paywall okay and i want you to go to my patreon and sign up for it i uh, put 15 plus hours of content every single week on there try out the audio that's the cheapest five bucks a month and see if you like it if you really like it you can upgrade to the 10 bucks a month if you really like that, you can pay for a year and I'll I'll knock 10% off that cost. Or just let it ride month to month. It's up to you. Or you might hate it. You can cancel it super easy. Uh, if you try it out for five bucks a month and you're like, uh, I just, I just, it's not for me. I don't, I don't have the time to listen to this. Uh, then cancel it. That's it. You're out five bucks. And I really appreciate you uh, supporting the show that, uh, that money goes a long way. That allows me to keep doing what I've been doing with the roof over my head, lights on puppies fed, uh, buying chicken breasts and, uh, things like that. So thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane P as in Paul, A T R E O N Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. The open brought to you by my policyshop.com now i don't even want you to go to mypolicyshop.com i want you to listen to what i have to tell you first uh frank fuss is a licensed independent insurance broker slash agent if you buy insurance through healthcare.gov right now is open enrollment you have to do this every year doing this on your own takes a lot of time you're probably going to mess something up. You may not be getting the best policy for you and or your family. Okay. Put this in the hands of Frank. It doesn't cost you a dime for him to do this. Frank makes his living from insurance companies. Okay. That are offering policies to you through the marketplace. So what he does for you and what he does for me, and he does do this for me, he's my guy, is free. So instead of going to healthcare.gov and spending all that time, call or text Frank. Eric Zane sent me. Can you help me? Eric Zane sent me. Can you help me? His name is Frank. He's awesome. Okay. Uh, 616-914-4070. 616-914-4070. He's an absolute genius at this. Little story. He did this for my brother-in-law last month because my brother-in-law um, with Medicare, he does the same. He does this for all types of insurance, okay? But Medicare was the big focus last month. So 
me being the one who's in charge of uh, the NFK, my brother-in-law's affairs like this. Frank's walking me through it. And then the last thing I say to him is I go, yeah, okay, uh, so we're good for next year's policy. Uh, he goes, yeah, Eric, it's going to be a big upgrade, and you're going to—he's going to save a lot of money. His last policy was not at all what he should have had. I don't know who picked this out for him, but uh, well, flush that. Your brother will get a new policy uh, through Medicare in 2022. I go, okay. Um, hey, so what about this though? Mid December, he's getting a uh, procedure called a laminectomy. It's surgery, and he goes, whoa. Well, you buried the lead, Eric. That's super important. Well, why? He goes, well, because that's going to be paid for under the old policy. Hang on. I hear him uh, tap up a bunch of things on his keyboard. And uh, he goes, yeah, that's like a $70,000 surgery. You're going to be on, he's going to be on the hook for five to 10% of that. Oh, I didn't know that. He goes, no. Uh, Can you move it to any time after the start of 2022 i go i'll check i did i moved it and now that cost is gone that's the type of intricate work the man does all right you see how that is and he's a nerd he is a nerd for this he loves it so much when he had that revelation it wouldn't surprise me if he had a chubby 616 914 Four zero seven zero, or you can go to buyinsurancehere.com. If you want to see a comedy show, go to fullhousecomedy.com. There's shows appearing, uh, happening all over the place. Full house comedy venues in in and around West Michigan. Go to a comedy show if you're looking for something fun to do. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, sometimes Wednesday. Fullhousecomedy.com for a listing of all the shows. You can uh, buy your tickets right there. Dumpster Divers. Not all dumpsters are created equal. Thank you to them. Dumpster Divers uh, signed up for another quarter of marketing on this show. I'm very happy to hear that. 616-375-9962. If you're looking to get rid of some clutter or junk or maybe you're renovating a portion of your home and all the crap needs to get out of the house, you got to get a dumpster, Okay. Uh, order one from Dumpster Divers. If you like the show, please call upon my sponsors, 616-375-9962. That's 616-375-9962. Or DumpsterDiversLLC.com. They also do uh, demolition work and junk removal. Uh, Melissa says, does he work company plans? Oh, of course. If the word insurance is used for anything, Melissa, I'm talking uh, health care. By the way, I just noticed the sign slipped behind me. <laughs> uh, corporate, individual, Medicare, dental, car, life, uh, apartment, you name it. He does everything. He's great. So what I'd like you to do, Melissa is pass along the number to Mr. Melissa. Uh, That would be 616-914-4070. Hell, you can even break the ice. Call or text the tank, and he'll point you in the right direction. He will help you. This guy is awesome. All right. 
Eric's got to go tinkle, and I'm not using this thing. Whoops. Damn it. Every time. <clears throat> Take it off loop. When I was at the gym and uh, after the conspiracy lunatic was done talking, well, I didn't know he was a conspiracy lunatic. I just thought he was just a, a, a right wing crackpot. I guess he was, he was busting out all the big ones like Pizzagate and QAnon and, and the whole, oh God, just letting it. Oh yeah. It's not a conspiracy theory. That guy doesn't love. I think that's a mental illness. I really do. My God. Okay. Where was I? Did you see the video of the suicide bomber in England? England's in a kind of a bad spot right now. Uh, there's been all sorts of, uh, t- there have, there was that one guy who was a, uh, uh, I, I forget what you, what you would call it. He's a, like a member of parliament or something like that in October some uh, 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 a terrorist, Islamic terrorist, came and stabbed them like a dozen times and killed them in, like in the street. This one, though, was incredible because there's uh, some lunatic with uh, some Muslim name. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's, it's no doubt uh, the, that type of activity, uh, jihad type of uh, endeavor in a cab. All right, now listen to how fucked up this is. And the jihadist gets in the cab. The cab driver's sitting there, you know, he said, whatever. And then he gets in there and uh, and he goes, all right, uh, hey, take me over to the so-and-so hospital. And he's like, yeah, okay, this is like in Liverpool or something like that. And the guy looks over, he looks in the rearview mirror, and the guy's got like a suicide vest on with explosives. He goes, what the fuck is that? What's this? Ah, I'm going to go blow up the hospital. Fuck you. Take me there. And the dude's like, oh, my God. So this is all strange and fucked up. But from what I'm understanding, the cabbie then did take him to the hospital, but would not unlock the door. So the guy's like trying to open. He's like, unlock the door, unlock the door. He goes, no, I'm not doing it. So the cabbie is a hero. And I guess he's trying to, uh, the whole time he's rolling up, trying to unlock the door. They actually did get to the hospital as far as I understand. And, and then, um, as it, uh, and then as it rolls up, the thing blows up and you're like, Oh no, the, uh, the good guy cabbie died. This is terrible. How awful is this? But no, not so, not so at all. Uh, Check this out. Look at this. What you're hearing. Hang on a second. I'm screwing this up already. What you're hearing in this is, I think, from across the street, and they got, like, the BBC on or something like that. Uh, I think that's I think that's, that's what it is. But check this out as this guy rolls up. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Now let you thinking, oh, well, the cabbie's dead. You know, he died a hero. Okay. 
back up. See this dude here. I don't know what the hell's going on. This is like if he's getting ready for work or, or what's going on. The, the, the cabbie pulls up and then look at that thing blow up. Oh, my God. Guy in the yellow is reacting way too slowly. Finally goes running up and watch this. See, getting out of the car, that's the cabbie. The cabbie is okay. Look at that. The cabbie has survived. I better stop that. If I, I'm probably going to get a damn YouTube ticket or a, a Twitch ticket if that music keeps playing. But, uh, yeah, so that all happened, man. Can you believe that? The thing blows up. Now other people are showing up. And the, the suicide bomber or homicide bomb or whatever you want to call it. He was blown to smithereens. And that, that cabbie survived. Absolutely incredible. My God. So, uh, tarantula farmer. So, is he okay? No, the suicide bomb. We'll talk about a, a bumbling asshole suicide bomber. What an terrible, what, what a terrible, terrible effort on that guy. Hey. If you're uh, if you're at the uh, uh, suicide bomber training camp, you're like, oh man, we told this guy not to get caught in a locked car, and here he is. Whew! Holy crap! So the guy lives. The bad guy did not get an opportunity to run inside of the hospital and and blow up the bomb, and and cause all sorts of havoc. Absolutely incredible. Jesus, but um, England is on high alert now because uh, these attacks keep happening, you know, and I guess it makes sense. Um, terrorists uh, would, would love to uh, blow up the U.S., and, uh, but, you know, if you think about it, uh, if you're in a, a terrorist country or a country that harbors terrorists, uh, if, if you all you have to do is uh, get to England, your path to get to England or a country uh, that would be a great target for a terrorist is easier uh, by way of uh, uh, that part of the world than without an ocean in between it. It's harder to get to the U S for these, these things to happen. So now England is on high alert, like, Oh my God. And this happened on what's known as remembrance day in the UK. Uh, that's a, that's a big holiday. So this is a, that's exactly what they were uh, planning on doing was doing it, making a, a spectacle of it on remembrance day this is the cabbie this is the guy right here uh from his facebook page so uh going forward he is going to be a national hero you know he's going to be in the same he's alive and well he's going to be in the same vein as that old man that uh, walked around his yard uh for the last year of his life before he died to raise money for uh, covid this guy is now the is now the shit david perry is his name Unbelievable. Delta taxi driver, Mr. Perry, picked up the passenger uh, on Sunday, and then off he went. Uh, Posting on Facebook, Mr. Perry's wife, Rachel, said he was lucky to be alive. The explosion happened whilst he was in the car, and how he managed to escape is an utter miracle. Uh, Taxi driver has been released from the hospital after being treated for his injuries. He's okay unreal my god apparently they've arrested three others in connection with it 
Corey says that guy can't even kill himself the right way. True. But if you're the dude, if you're David Perry, can you imagine all the, uh, I mean, that would be really gross. The amount of uh, a brain that probably, he's probably like, oh, fuck shit, man. Come on. You would have to see your life flash before your eyes and then think, am I dead? Oh my God, I'm not dead. I can't believe it. I actually lived. Shit. Okay, so I get it, you bastards. I say the word apparently all the time. Red wizards ate my baby. Adam is keeping score. Shut up. Incredible story. Absolutely incredible. Let's get into Alex Jones, shall we? Okay. I don't like him, and I don't like people who like him. And that's that's tough for me to say. I, I take that back because I actually know people who do like him, and I like them, but I can't I can't actually go full on say I, I don't like you. Uh, like Anthony from Opie and Anthony. I like Anthony a lot. Anthony likes Alex Jones. And I want to shake him and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you like this piece of shit? Okay? I mean, seriously. He is, in my opinion, the worst of the worst. Uh, The people that like him drive me nuts. And I want to shake them too. Damn it. You know, everything is a conspiracy. Everything is a false flag. Uh, I think the mother of all of these was when he announced that the Sandy Hook massacre of all the uh, kids at the elementary school didn't really happen, that those were all uh, paid actors there and there was no loss of life. Um, If you believe that, leave right now. I don't want you, I don't want even that, seriously, get out of my life. What the fuck is wrong with somebody that believes that? It's like the guy at the gym. Holy shit. So, you know, you can say what you want about any other conspiracy theory and I'll just blow it off. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Sure, roll my eyes. But this one in particular, it just, it, it, it fucking burns my, burns me to the core. Shit, this is making me mad. Um, you know, and I, I see people say, oh yeah, you can't silence him. You shouldn't be able to de-platform, uh, de-platform him. Bullshit. Fucking A. Now, uh, he, he does his own thing still on his own platform with his, uh, I, I don't even know how he pulls it off and still makes a living. I think the guy still does very well. I think because all the brainwashed idiots that believe this fucking, uh, asshole still subscribe to his content and pay for it. But Oh my God. Um, you know, I shouldn't so close to, uh, making a confession say that I would be happy if he died, but I would have to really try to, I would have to sit there and go, baby Jesus, please help me to understand why I shouldn't be celebrating this passing. Please give me the wisdom and strength to understand why this isn't a festive day. When somebody goes publicly 
on a radio show and says all this shit about something as awful as that. So families of the uh, of these kids sued him. They uh, um, they had um, sued him for damages in a lawsuit uh, about this, you know, and the damages were they was accused of uh, causing them great harm uh, mentally for for doing this. And there was all sorts of crazy people that listened to Jones who then would go after the families of the of the deceased children and uh, mock them, uh, uh, harass them, and do crazy shit to them. You know, it's bad enough they lost a child. Made even worse <coughs> that their um, uh, mental uh, well-being is, is threatened by crazy people who are fueled by a lunatic. So they sued. Well, it turns out that as this lawsuit has progressed, Jones has done very little to try to follow the rules of uh, the the lawsuit. And in, in these uh, lawsuits, in this one, he has to uh, provide uh, documents to the prosecution or the plaintiffs about what's called discovery, okay, so that they can, um, you know, uh, if they have to cross-examine, they have to know uh, they, these things have to be produced. And so um, in this case, Jones, to, in order to ensure a fair trial, was given that um, he was offered that. You, I mean, you, you have to. You have to do it in order for the trial to be fair. And uh, he kept ignoring that, him and his defense team. So the judge said, all right, fuck it. Uh, you don't want to try. I don't want to try. You're liable. And uh, that just came down. Uh, more and more stories had been happening in the past year about this uh, becoming becoming a reality. And yesterday was that day. He was found liable for damages in this lawsuit brought by the parents of uh, the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting victims. George Barbara, uh, Judge, George, <laughs> Judge Barbara Bellis found him liable for damages by default. Because Jones and his companies, like Infowars, which is what people, these crazy people watch, showed callous disregard for the rules of discovery. She previously faulted the Infowars host for failing to comply with requests for documents and other procedures, which I talked about on the show. The ruling sends the case to a jury to award the family damages. There's nothing more he can do now to defend himself, which is great. Because in a uh, perfect world, he will now be held for enough damage that will bankrupt him uh, to a point where he can be silenced. Okay? Make him destitute. Rob him of everything. Now, I don't know to the letter of the law if that will happen. Because how often have you heard about these types of cases where uh, a person is found liable and then in a case like this, Jones could be uh, uh, file bankruptcy protections. Uh, uh, who knows if he'll ultimately be quieted? Probably not. Again, baby Jesus, help me to understand why it's not a good thing for another person to shoot this fucker. Help me to be wiser to not think these things uh, that, that, uh, that I lay awake uh, dreaming about happening. Please help me to understand that. I ask you in Jesus' name. 
Uh, it's a legal victory for eight parents of Newtown victims who sued Jones for defamation after he said the elementary school shooting massacre was a hoax. I guess my question is, you know, what I do here on this show has a little bit of uh, a showbiz to it. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, you know, you, you have to, you have to have a, a, an element of it to be interesting. Frankly, if the mic is off, I'm not nearly as uh, animated about things. I, I, I can't. I mean, that's, uh, you almost have to be in a certain frame of mind to do what I do. Now, everything I tell you is true, with the exception of when I told you that I, I was uh, a robot on uh, Big 101.3. Uh, but, you know, I mean, if I sit there and I'm lazy and slow and dopey and not focused, it's, it's not really a show. I have to have my thoughts together. So that's about the extent of my preparation. If your preparation and doing what you do for a living to draw people to you involves uh, making up a scenario of something so absolutely sinister, evil, and vile, I guess my question is, when you shut it all down, like when I shut it all down, I go, ah, okay, all right, I'll go let the dogs out. Fuck, I feel bad when I yell at Kenny. Um. most of the time, uh, I, I I can't imagine how warped you have to be to, you know, chronicle these bits of nonsense as if it were true, knowing you're causing great harm to people who are in for the rest of their lives will be in deep, utter sorrow at the loss of their child. And you can make all that money doing this because you're tapping into these mentally ill people who subscribe to your content and you're like, eh, eh, let's go out for a burger. Let's go out. And, uh, I mean, how do you, how do you go around and be nice to people? That's, you know, that's is, that is really, really fucked up to me. And I, I, I just, it just drives me up a fucking wall that people, uh, are okay with this. It's not okay. Holy shit, calling Sandy Hook a hoax, you asshole. What a fucking piece of shit. Excuse me, the plaintiffs uh, earlier alleged a years-long campaign of abusive and outrageous false statements in which Jones and the other defendants have developed, amplified, and perpetuated claims that the Sandy Hook massacre was staged and that 26 families who lost loved ones that day are paid actors who faked their relatives' deaths. Oh, my God. God, I mean, just think about that. If if you believe in right and wrong, uh, good and evil, how can you uh, not? How can you believe that what you're doing is is right? I mean, how uh, it, it, that's the that's that's the definition of evil, in my opinion. If you believe that there is a heaven and a hell, you're going to go to hell. Holy shit. The judge agreed with the families that Jones, Infowars, and his other companies failed to turn over documents to the families that they would need to prove their case as required by law. So this, he didn't even try to defend himself, basically, because he broke this huge rule about discovery. The defendants were ordered to produce the documents, Bellis said during Monday's hearing, which was conducted remotely. Discovery is not supposed to be a guessing game. What the Jones defendants have produced by war by way of analytics is not even remotely full 
and fair compliance. Jones was similarly defaulted in Texas for failing to turn over documents. The U.S. Supreme Court had declined to take a petition from Jones earlier in April who had challenged legal sanctions imposed on him by a court in Connecticut. This callous disregard of their obligations to fully and fairly comply with discovery and court orders on its own merits a default against the Jones defendants. Quote, while the families are grateful for the court's ruling, they remain focused on uncovering the truth. As the court noted, Alex Jones and his companies have deliberately concealed evidence of the relationship between what they publish and how they make money. Chris Matei of Koskoff, Koskoff and Bider, which represents the eight families suing Jones. Mr. Jones was given every opportunity to comply when he chose instead to withhold evidence for more than two years. The court was left with no choice but to rule as it did today. While today's ruling is a legal victory, the battle to shed light on how deeply Mr. Jones has harmed these families continues. Matei said the judge in Connecticut will hold a hearing in August to determine how much Jones will have to pay in damages. I will keep a close eye on that. 20 children and six staff died on December 14th, 2012 at the Newtown, Connecticut school. My God. It's really bizarre to me. The, the fact that, um, you know, you take a look at what happened in Columbine with that massacre. Horrible. But there wasn't a an angle like this where someone was saying oh yeah that's all that was all fake a new breed of person has emerged since a, an event like columbine uh and, and uh, you know a couple of decades later you've got alex jones taking the horrible incident and then doing what he did oh my god i to me it doesn't it doesn't get that's like a, that's like a living demon to me in my opinion that's what that that's what that uh, uh is I, I i don't understand how anyone is like yeah he's got some good ideas well d- dude exhibit a you 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 can't so again if you like him please unfollow don't come back i wouldn't want you holy shit ladies and gentlemen we welcome in the Canadian Twitch guru number one, the one and only Don Collins. Don is the man who put all of this in play. Thank you, Don. We have our uh, issue that we had a problem with last week taken care of. Uh, The Canadian Twitch guru number two, Sean, worked that out. So, uh, yeah, everything is uh, all systems go. We're having a great time today, as usual. And uh, I forgot to mention at the start, but uh, today, uh, Kyle says, issue, no more commercials? Yeah, yeah, that was exactly what it was. Um, That was just a small little thing taken care of, so uh, that is uh, no longer a, a problem for people who are subscribed. If you are not subscribed, you will still see an ad. But uh, if you're subscribed, either... Uh, through your Prime account, or you uh, pay for the subscription, uh, no more. Otherwise, it's free. Okay? So there you go. Uh, I forgot to mention this, and I tend to kind of just get caught up in putting the show together and forgetting 
And I think that's good because I don't want to dwell too much on milestones. But today is the 700th podcast. 700. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Can you believe this? 700 podcast. That is so cool. Um, and I think I was about five to 10 podcasts in when the Canadian Twitch guru sent me an email. Hello, my name's Don. I'm Canadian. I'm from Twitch. Would you be interested in doing what you do on Twitch? And uh, I reached out to my goal. Thank you for the congrats, by the way, Kyle. I appreciate that. If you're here, you're congratulating me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and I, I love the story and I go, well, what do I need to do? And at the time he's like, um, well, every day, three hours a day, if you can produce that, I go, well, I can't do that. I'm not ready for that. I can't even do 25 minutes. No, no, no. Sorry. I'll keep you in mind though. Thank you. We kept in contact. Fast forward. Now I'm ready. He goes, well, you've added content. Yes, I have. He goes, well, we don't even need as much. We need three days a week, two hours a day. I go, well, don't worry. I got you. I got five days a week, two plus hours a day. It's a match made in heaven. When do we begin? And then that's it. Here we are. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's fantastic. It's uh, exceeded all of my expectations. Uh, if you ever want to, uh, utilize the Twitch currency, okay, you have that option. You can buy bits. One bit is one penny. So what you do, if you like, again, I, I even hate pointing this out, but some of you like to do this. You throw five bucks at it and you get the bits like Don here. He just cheered me 500 bits. That's five bucks. Thank you, Don. You didn't have to do that. It's very kind. What you do is you write after you get the bits and you have them, you write in the chat, cheer, and then a number. And then you see my little jar there on the screen? The bits go in the jar. So that's it. That's how that works. Uh, Today, I swear today, I'm sending Twitch guru, I'm sorry, Canadian Twitch guru number two. Um, a, uh, the images for the emotes, we're working on badges, we're working on emotes, um, and it'll all be available for you. And they're like, you got to do this. You have to, it's very, it's best practice. The people who subscribe, they love those things. I go, look, dude, I'm just going to take your word for it. Cause you guys know this better than I do. You got it. I will do that. Corey says, hey, and I'll fix your Discord, Eric, but you got to give me the access to do so. Oh, you got it. As soon as I remember. Dean says, Eric needs to save for a wedding. This is true. Stand by. I got to take a drink. I've got all hands on deck here at the Eric St. Show podcast household because Madison goes to a super expensive college. Like of all the colleges, here's the thing. College costs like $52,000 a year. I go, how am I supposed to pay for that? She goes, well, I got a scholarship. I go, okay. Full ride? No. And uh, I go, how much? She goes, half ride. Okay. All right. Uh, I think I can do that. But why don't you just go to uh, 
Grand Valley. She goes, well, that's not, that school doesn't have what I want. This school does have what I want. So I'm like, all right, fine. So that's super expensive. And eventually, I've got two weddings to pay for because one day Jackie's going to get married. One day Madison's going to get married. Madison says to me the other day, I have a, um, I hear a conversation between Madison and the queen of the forest. Madison in her first year in college. And uh, I hear discussion about joining a sorority. And I, I go, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy with this. I don't want you to join a sorority. Um, in my opinion, trouble comes with fraternal organizations like that, social fraternities. I don't want you to do that. I didn't have this discussion with her at that time, but I'm talking to Diana. I go, I, I don't know if this is a good idea, you know. Uh, and she's got a lot on her plate. She's working. She's got a boyfriend and school. I'm like, you know, do we really need this? And I guess my question is, uh, what good is this really going to do? I, I've never really been a, fr- I've never been a fraternity guy. I've never, no. So, and uh, ultimately there's one big, there's several big reasons why. And uh, then the discussion happened on Sunday of this past week because she came over with uh, her boyfriend who I, uh, he has earned the boyfriend uh, enough I like you points for me to say him by name. Uh, yes, low man on the totem pole because he's new. But, but, you know, the first time he came in, I didn't give him time of day. And it wasn't intentional. I just don't know him. And I didn't even remember his name. He's displayed wisdom in my eyes. So now I like him. And I'll even use his name on this podcast. I like him. His name is Elijah. He's very sweet. Madison and Elijah come walking in. And uh, I said, I heard you want to join. She's getting ready to leave. I go, I heard something about a sorority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about it. I go, and uh, Elijah starts shaking his head like, bad idea. So I'm like, I like this guy. I like this guy. Because he doesn't even know how I feel. And he's already like, oh, God, don't do it, Madison. So then, uh, okay. Like, I'm just going to, bl- I'm just going to blurt this out now. And I go, yeah, I'm not liking that. Why? I go, well, two things stand out all kind of together. I don't like the aspect of the possibility of hazing. I, I said to her, I'm just going to put it to you this way. If you join a sorority and if the word rape is ever mentioned or hazing or getting shit face blackout drunk where you be, uh, fall and hit your head and become a vegetable, if any of those scenarios happen, I'm just letting you know somebody's going to die. And I looked at her like that. And she's like, I go, look, you're like me. You're kind of like an anxious little bundle of nerves. You already have a lot on your plate. You're taking classes, a full load of a, at a new college, your first year. You have a boyfriend. You work and a family. That's enough. 
And then uh, Elijah is, he's, he is, he, uh, you know what? For a young dude, he knew when to jump in. He goes, yeah, and you know what else? When you're uh, pledging during rush, uh, the sororities on campus don't allow you to see your boyfriend. And I go, yeah, you see that? What do you think of that? She's like, oh, I, 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 I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. What do you, how do you like that? So we had uh, a, a old man, young man, uh, Wonder Twins powers uh, activate moment there. Zan and Jaina with our little monkey Gleek. Remember, I hated that fucking monkey, by the way. It was stupid. Patriot Nick says, why don't you just focus on academic achievements? I'm glad you bring that up because... Uh, I said, there are fraternal organizations. If you really want to enter an, uh, uh, an organization, enter it in the psych department. They have fraternities for academics. Yes. Okay. Perhaps. No social fraternities. Screw that. And then Jackie goes, and besides, I hate sorority chicks. I fight sorority chicks. So you don't want that. So uh, she had a uh, little uh, group come to Jesus moment as I have my new ally, Elijah. Okay? Pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with how this went. And so she left the house uh, with a little bit of a, uh, a different frame of mind on this. So uh, I am happy. I am stoked about that. How the hell did I get to that point? Uh, boy, I went from Alex Jones to that somehow. That's a... Oh, uh, it was. I was talking about bits and then saving money, and then that led to that. Boy, it, the schematic of these stories is just ridiculous. Okay, I did a cameo yesterday. I'm really happy about it. Tio in South Dakota reached out to me and he goes, Hey man, my mom's birthday is, uh, is on the 16th. Will you do a cameo for her? So I'm assuming she didn't know the hell I was. So this is the type of cameo that I do where I, I can't sit there and, you know, swear like an idiot. I had to do it, keep it above board, you know? Um, but, uh, so I did that. It was, it was awesome. And, uh, you can do that too. As always, I can make the cameos uh, a roast where I bust your balls big time or somebody's balls big time. Or, uh, you know, I can be sweet, kind, Eric. I can tailor it for a young person or an old person. Uh, it doesn't matter. All you need to do is go to cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I bet you know who I'm going to call right now. With Tio's mother celebrating a birthday on the 16th, someone else is celebrating a birthday on the 16th. Mm, they're not expecting me. Normally, these folks expect me at 9 a.m. on a Wednesday. 
Hi, you've reached the phone number of Joanne and Rob. Joanne's birthday is today. I did not forget. That's a miracle. In fact, Saturday, I was at the store, and on my shopping list was birthday card for Joanne. Write her a nice note, put it in the mail, you know. I went to the store and bought all this stuff. I get home, and then I realized, forgot the card. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? Seriously? So then Diana goes, just order some flowers. And then I looked at the price of flowers, and I said, fuck that. No way. Uh, it's the it's the thought that counts. I Just send flowers. I go, I, yeah, the thought does count. I'm going to send a card. Drove all the way back there, got the card, signed it in the parking lot of Meyer, put a stamp on it, put the address, mailed it. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk to her after the show. <clears throat> yes, I don't even know how old she is. I think she's younger than my dad by a few years. But those two still going strong, those lovebirds. Okay, uh, I reached out to Jason Mays yesterday, putting my money where the sponsor mouth is. And I said, hey, I need a jug of oil. I need a filter. I need uh, some other filters. And uh, all I did was I reached out to Jason Mays. Now, this is what I want you to do. Uh, These are AMSOIL products, okay? And they can get you anything under the sun if you're a DIY pro for uh, whatever it is that needs lubrication. And so you go to jmsynthetics.com and you search by uh, vehicle or equipment, okay, or product. And you're like, oh, okay, I need that, that, and that. And yes, you could pay for it and get it right there and take care of all that. But since we're a real helping bunch, it helps Jason Mays more if you call or text him. Okay, become a customer of Mays. That's the way Amsoil distributes their stuff. They have um, people like Mays doing this. So call or text Jason, 616-747-0233. I need this, this, and this. All right, it's coming to you. It's going to be on your door. Send me some cash via Venmo. Done. Easy. Piece of cake. That's how I want you to do it. Please keep him in mind whenever you need anything for your vehicles, side-by-side, your car, heavy, light-duty, construction equipment, uh, RV, uh, motorcycle, whatever it is, snowmobile, uh, snowblower, chainsaw, jmsynthetics.com. A&E Heating and Cooling is the HVAC specialist in West Michigan that uh, supports this show. Get that furnace tuned up. Uh, Cooking now because it's cold. 616-516-8579. It's like we went from the end of summer to winter. My gosh. In the 20s at night around here. 616-516-8579 for A and E heating and cooling. If, if your equipment goes south after hours, they can help you after hours. You're going to pay for it. Don't worry. That will be expensive, but you can still get that done. They'll help you any hour of the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 616-516-8579. A ampersand E, A and E heating and cooling online at aeheatingcooling.net. And they install the comfort maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners, which is the Mercedes Benz in the industry. Okay. That is true. Hang on, more water.
Richard Francisco, the art of Richard, uh, Richard Francisco reached out to me. He's a little slow on the uptake. Are, are you on Facebook still? Dude, come on. How long's it been? Get with it. This is the guy with the dog named um, Zeus or Thunder or Apollo. It's a big German shepherd that wanted to eat me. Come on, man. Don't make it over for two for me. Hi, this is Rich. Oh, for God's sake, are you kidding me? How embarrassing is this? Nobody wants to talk. He sent me a message on Facebook. Are you not on Facebook anymore? Yeah, no, I still am, man, but you got to follow on Twitch. We're going to get to a point in the next week when I start the podcast on Twitch. Uh, it's also going to be on Facebook and um, Twitter and YouTube for about the first 10 minutes. And then I'll say, hey, uh, before I get to this next story, you have to go catch me on Twitch. And then you just hit a little thing on the uh, on my end, and then it leaves there. And then they have to, you see how that works? It's awesome. I'm learning new things all the time from the Canadian Twitch gurus, one and two. Okay. Hmm, where do we go now? Let's talk about... Uh, Okay, this might happen. I'm going to show you something um, that may be happening in the world very soon. This is a scene from the movie Gravity. Okay? This is, a, by the way, a very hair-raising scene from that film. Have you seen this movie yet? A lot of people are like, oh, I hated that movie. That movie sucked. No, I love that movie. This is a great movie. Okay. Okay, now what's going on here is early on, you got George Clooney's character and then Sandra Bullock's character. They're at this space shuttle, all right? And uh, they're doing a spacewalk. It's pretty routine. And, uh, okay, you, you hear in the radio, in their ears, oh, we got a report of some debris coming in. Uh, should be no problem. Well, that debris actually was a problem. And at, at space, it's traveling at a super high rate of speed. Now, if this happened in real life, this is what it would look like. Okay, tell me that this isn't incredible. Man down. Okay. Whoops. to russia that might be happening holy fuck right now as we speak on the international space station they are like uh in the escape pods 
which as soon as I heard that, I went, they have those? So, like, uh, R2 and C-3PO can get the plans from the princess and go into the escape pods and hit the button, and Vader's like, ah, fuck, they got away. Go get them. Holy shit. They're on the desert planet. Uh, yes. They're in the escape pods right now. And in the event that the debris field that the Russians caused because they blew up one of their, they, uh, I'll explain in a second. They get, it's coming in. And they, they hit the button and they go, they go flying off and try to make it's an emergency thing. It's so fucked up. Now the international space station is as big as a football field. It's huge. Okay. It's like a community. And here's the problem. You got the, uh, you got the, uh, uh, astronauts from all around the world are inside of this thing, including the Russians. And the, so they're sitting there playing chess. Hey, comrade, you'll move, you know, uh, move your pawn. And they're playing the Americans in chess. And then the Russian goes, oh, holy shit. I just heard my comrades just blew up a fucking satellite. Those cocksuckers and the debris is flying this way. I'm like, what? Yes. The fucking Russians said, hey, let's go do a missile test and, uh, I don't know, blow up an old uh, satellite that we don't need anymore. <laughs> so now there's uh, 55,000 pieces of metal the size, uh, like one inch by one inch, flying at, I'm not kidding you, 10 times the speed of a bullet. Fuck. And it ain't, they're not going anywhere. So they blew up that shit and it's spinning around the earth fast as fuck. So you've got a field, a debris field that won't speed up, slow down, be in the same spot in orbit. So now we're like, oh, fuck, we got to position our shit and move it so that on some type of linear path or whatever, they don't ever intersect, which is a lot of math. And holy fuck, how the hell are we going to do this? shit so uh that is a very very real thing right now for the people that are on the international space station that clip that i just show you could very well happen my gosh the u.s strongly condemning a russian anti-satellite test on monday that forced crew members on the iss to scramble to the pods a reckless and dangerous act saying that it won't tolerate behavior that puts international interests at risk. Wow. Um, I don't know why they would do that. I mean, knowing that their cosmonauts are with our crew right now. The uh, satellite struck a rush or the missile struck a satellite creating a debris field in low earth orbit. And uh, I said 55,000, but it's, it's 1500 pieces of trackable orbital debris. That is likely to generate hundreds of thousands of pieces of smaller orbital debris. So it's more than 55,000. And there was, a, it might have been in the movie Gravity. The, the, in that clip I showed you, you heard George Clooney go, man down, man down. One of the guys in that film, I think it was that film. It might have been another similar uh, movie, but I, th I think it was that film where the guy who got hit, man down. He got hit in the face by a piece of space debris. And you in a clip in the movie, Clooney holds him and can look through his head. It's like 
it just went through his head. His head is gone. He still has the helmet and the outside of his head, but his face and the back of his head are gone. They're just gone. My God. So this could happen. This could absolutely happen. Uh, U.S. officials emphasize the long-term dangers and potential global economic fallout from the Russian test, which has created hazards for satellites that provide people around the world with phone and broadband service. In that clip I played, you, Clooney goes, ah, there goes everybody's Facebook. It's a great movie, by the way. It's fucking awesome. Love that movie. Weather forecasting, GPS saddle, uh, GPS systems, which underpin aspects of the financial system, including bank machines, as well as in-flight entertainment. Oh, no. And satellite radio and television. So with all of that shit flying around there and all of the working infrastructure we have in, or I guess it'd be outer structure in space that give you, oh, you know, everything you have because... That cocksucker, Putin, decided, yeah, let's go test the missile. Of all the things to do, you asshole, why would you do that? You can can fucking blow it up in the ocean. Nobody gives a shit. Blow it up in space. Why do you have to take out a satellite creating a debris field, you fuck? Oh, my God. On the ISS... They go, uh, red alert. Eh, eh. Says it right here. They quickly had to throw on their spacesuits and jump into their spacecrafts in case the station was hit by passing debris. And if the spacecrafts are hit by passing debris, they're still fucked because it's going to go right through it like paper. Okay. This isn't armor. Oh my God. Everything that is the International Space Station flew up on, like, shuttle missions for years, parts. And then they built it piece by piece. It's like a space version of the fucking Johnny Cash song, okay? And those parts, I mean, they're, they're, they're there to withstand spinning around the planet, okay? Eventually, it's just going to fall down into the ocean one day, you know? Uh, it's not armored it's the space debris will go right through it uh outside of the heat shield to get back in on earth if the in the event there's an emergency that's it and a heat shield ain't gonna survive if something hits it um to uh let's see here according to russia space agency ross ross cosmos two u.s officials told cnn the precautionary measures were a direct result of the debris cloud caused by the Russian test. There are currently seven astronauts on the space station, including NASA astronaut Mark Vandy, uh, Vandy High, Russian cosmonauts Anton Kaplerov. Get the chessboard! Fucking Putin fucked it up! And Peter Dubrov. Peter, get chessboard! As well, as well as the newly arrived crew, three-mission team, NASA astronauts Raja Shari, Thomas Marshburn, Kayla Barron, and European Space Agency astronaut Matthias Maurer. The crew was awakened and directed to close the hatches to the radio modules on the station. This is a massive story, okay? This is a huge story right now. 
It's a little weird that uh, on the Today Show, they're talking about lighting the fucking Christmas tree. While this, the, the astronauts, I mean, seriously, this is, this is bad. Uh, the hatches between the U.S. and Russian segments remained open. If I'm one of the five, uh, the European, the one European and the four Americans, I go over to the Russians and beat the fuck out of those guys. You know, if you're going to go down, you're going to say, hey, you know what? Uh, let the, and then roll the camera. You say, hey, you know what? Boom. This is, okay, we're pretending this is Putin. We're going to beat the shit out of Putin because we're never going to see our families again possibly because of that cocksucker and then you beat the shit out of the russians and stick the bishop right up the guy's ass right there on the iss you throw open the hatch and you throw those fuckers right out of there okay i know that's kind of like uh not not really fair but who gives a shit the russians did all this shit uh, if you take out one of ours we're putting taking out two of yours fuck that uh, an additional precautionary measure of sheltering the crew was executed for two passes through or near the vicinity of the debris cloud. I was just looking at, um, you know, they, they, they do math and there's a, a um, actual path. And red is them and blue would be debris field. And they, they intersect. They actually cross. So it's like a... You know, when you go to the state fair and they do the demolition on the figure eight and the hillbillies drive and at some point they intersect and they go, yeah, all right, that's what's going to happen here. Um, the in, It says an additional precautionary measure was sheltering the crew executed for two passes through or near the vicinity of the debris cloud. NASA's statement said the crew members made their way into the space, spacecraft shortly before 2 a.m., and remain there till about 4 a.m. The space station is passing through or near the cloud every 90 minutes. But the need for shelter for only the second and third passes of the event was based on a risk assessment made by the debris office and ballistics specialists at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. So you got these big brain people, and they're, they're sitting there doing math, and they're like, I think they might be at risk at this time and this time, but maybe not after. And then you better hope they're fucking right. On Monday morning, the Russian tweeted, Friends, everything is regular with us. We continue to work according to the program. Yeah, right. Uh, You know that that dude got something directly from Putin that said, Yeah, just say you're doing fine. Okay, say you're playing chess. Playing chess with American comrades. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken echoed the condemnations from Nelson and Dickinson in a statement Monday. The long-lived debris, the long-lived debris created by this dangerous and irresponsible test will now threaten satellites and other space objects that are vital to all nations' security, economic, and scientific interests for decades to come, Blinken said. My God, what an asshole. You see, it's moments like this that if you had a... okay. The next time a president meets Putin. And I guess you probably would have gotten this with Trump. But I think Trump's fucking crazy. So there's that. But uh, you would think that the next meeting would it would be warranted to say. So talk me through your logic in this. Do you still think that was a good idea? 
and then slowly but surely turn up the heat with your anger and then eventually end it with, yeah, you're a fucking asshole. You know, that should be okay. You should be able to talk to world leaders that way. This is probably why I would never make a good president. Or maybe I would. I just want you to know that if, if, if that thing gets fucked up, we're going to bomb you. Okay? Just let it be known. I'm going to actually bomb the Kremlin. Shit. And this can never be repaired or fixed. I mean, you can't, like, uh, clean it up. It's traveling 10 times the speed of a bullet. You'd have to go and match the speed of the debris cloud, catch up to it, so you're moving at the same speed through orbit, and then, like, what, hold out a fucking net and bring the shit in? Holy fuck. The space station continues to be at risk of impact from objects too small to be tracked as it orbits 220 nautical miles above the Earth. These tiny objects could be pieces of rock, micrometeorites, and dust particles, or even flecks of paint that chip off satellites. You, you know, in theory, if you're sound asleep in the space station, something as big as a big marble could just go flying through you, and, and then you wake up, and uh, you're, you're dead. You know, well, you wouldn't wake up, and everybody would wake up, but what the fuck happened to Peggy? Shit, she's got a hole in her head. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Uh, hmm. So that's that. All right. Hmm. Really, really bad. Really bad. Holy crap. Okay. We have the asshole of the day coming up in just a bit. I want to thank Blue Frost IT for being the sponsor of this show. And, um, of course, being the managed IT service provider for this show. If uh, anything happens to me on the tech front, okay? Hey, my internet's down. Yeah, it's because the satellites are out, because of the Russians. Ah! I call Blue Frost IT. They're the, they're the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. And you can have this same type of crew with you. It's like having your own tech staff, but you don't have to pay for their insurance and parking. Okay? And they charge you based on... Uh, how much tech you have. So I don't have a lot. So, you know, I, I pay them just a flat fee every month. And uh, it's an insurance policy. I know that if uh, anything happens uh, with my stuff, they take care of it. You can get the same type of setup by just reaching out to them. You can drop them uh, an email, info at bluefrostit.com, or calling them at 616-200-8550. 616-200-8550. That's not all they do. They do project work. So let's say you have a company with uh, 10 workstations, computers, and they all suck. And everybody that works for you says, boss, uh, our shit's slow and outdated and it's terrible. And you're like, fuck, time is money. We got to upgrade. If you decide to just walk into Best Buy and just start buying shit off the shelf, you're going to buy the wrong stuff and probably pay more um, and um, pay for stuff you don't need or you don't get enough power or whatever it may be. Spend half of an hour or an hour with uh, Alan from Blue Frost IT. Tell him the needs of your business. He'll go, okay, 
And then he'll write it up what he recommends you need. You buy it. He gets it. He sets it all up for you. Voila, you're done. It's better than having Barry in accounting do it or you. You've got work to do. Have them do it, okay? It's a great service business, Blue Frost IT. Uh, Let's see. Gun school. When do we have gun school? The next class for CPL training, concealed pistol license, has to be right around the corner. Find it online, facebook.com. Just search Prince Arming, P-R-I-N-C-E. New word, arming. Like Prince Charming, just no C-H. The next gun class that is coming up is Thursday of this week. So two days from now. Sign up on their Facebook page. Go to events and sign up. Or if you want to just go to my website and click on the Prince Arming logo, that'll take you right there. This is a two-day class. Thursday in the evening, okay, at VFW Post 2144 in Holland, Michigan. And then you do it again on Saturday to finish up the class. Then you get this little document that you take into your uh, county in Michigan that you live in. And that's how you get your concealed pistol license. You don't even need a, uh, a gun to take this class. Just need you and 125 bucks. Uh, there's also a Black Friday class coming up. That is the day after Thanksgiving, November 26th. That's an all-day affair. Okay. You're going to get it all done in one fell sloop, sloop, swoop. So while the rest of the family's out shopping, you're going to take the pistol class. Sounds like fun. You're going to love the class. You're going to love Steve, retired U.S. Army Major Steve Prince. That's going to cost you 125 bucks. Prince Arming. Also, you can call or text Steve, 616-204-1705. I know that's a lot, but that's how you do it. We've got paintball on Sunday, 4 p.m. start. I got to hear from you. Paintball on Sunday. If you're coming, send me a RSVP as soon as you can. TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. I'm looking forward to that. That is the 21st, 4 p.m. TC Paintball in Grand Rapids. Reach out to me. And finally, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Anywhere in the U.S. except Alaska, South Carolina, Hawaii, and Maine. You can get a mortgage from Mario. Great credit. Awesome. Piece of cake. Terrible credit. That happens. He can help you. All right? Most people can get a mortgage. Even if your credit score is in the dumper, Mario can help. He's done this before. He's had somebody call up and he said, I'm not going to lie to you. Your credit score is absolute shit. I can't, uh, I can't get you a mortgage. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, this is what you need to do. I want to help you to improve your credit score. You're going to do A, B, and C. Do A, B, and C for 10 months. Call me back. 10 months passes. Okay, your credit score is still shitty but it might be good enough to get you the world's worst interest rate mortgage. But you're going to be paying on your own home. Okay. You got this shitty interest rate mortgage. Congratulations. Pay on it for 18 months on time. Don't fuck that up either. Come back to me. 
Okay, your credit score is very improved. You've, you're on a roll. Let's do another mortgage, save you a ton of money with a lower interest rate. This is a process of years. By the time it's all said and done, you're sitting at 800 plus on the credit with a 2.65 15-year fixed. You've saved so much money because you did it the right way. It, it t- that's the thing about credit scores. It takes you no time to fuck it up, but it takes a long time to fix it. So get your shit together and call Mario. 231-332-6505. All right? Quit giving your money away to some piece of shit slumlord. Okay? Get after it. Quit screwing around. Call him today. Okay, what the hell is going on on the chat? You guys are talking about uh, 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 Trump? What's going on here? I'm over here busting my ass trying to do this show. My signs are falling down behind me. And you dumb shits are talking about Trump? What the fuck am I doing here? Holy shit. All right, let's do the asshole of the day. Okay? Let's do the asshole of the day. Enough. I have narrowed it down to two. Asshole of the day candidates. Well, maybe three. Suicide bomber in England. Uh, Putin for ordering the destruction of the satellite. Or Alex Jones. Those are three big hitters today. We have a ton of assholes. Hmm. I don't know, man. I think it could go either way. Either any of three ways, actually. Your suggestions on the chat are appreciated. Uh, Asshole of the day. People who hate libertarians. Oh, you see, Kent's butt hurt because Kent's a libertarian. And I said libertarians are butt fucks, which they are. They're as bad as Democrats and Republicans. I want to join a party. (laughs) That's like joining a frat. We're talking about that earlier on the show. I want to do what the party tells me. (laughs) I'm an asshole. What about the district attorney with the finger on the trigger, Aram writes? What are you talking about? I don't even remember what I talked about. Boy, so many choices here. Hmm. I learned long ago that when in doubt, when in doubt, you can always count on the asshole of the day to be... Alex Jones, congratulations. Uh, you're, well, you, you know, you've, uh, it's a lifelong goal of yours, apparently, to be the asshole of the day. So you've just won it again. There you go. Whoops. Congrats to you, Alex Jones, for winning asshole of the day. Okay, we've got smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. In uh, 21 minutes, Chris K will take on Dale. How great is that? That in mere moments. Okay, so enjoy that. I hope you enjoy that. I will see you on Patreon.
with the rest of today's podcast. Thank you for being part of this one. I will talk to you later on. Okay, have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.